ora. I'm Angie from the Kapiti Coast Libraries. I hope you're ready for some stories, poems and music. I chose our stories today just because I like them. I really like reading a good story or a good book. I suppose that's partly why I work in the library. My first story for today is called Faster Faster by Joy Cowley. I'm reading from a book called The Gobbledygook Book. It's a funny name, isn't it? And it is a collection of stories and rhymes written by a very good New Zealand author called Joy Cowley. So here it is, Faster Faster. Billy Caster had been a pirate, but now he had a job driving a bus. He still wore his pirate clothes. He had a green jacket and gold earrings and a black hat with a yellow feather in it. The feather was for good luck. Every morning Billy Caster put on his hat and said, Day and night, night and day, my feather keeps bad luck away. As he got on his bus, he sang, Never, no, never, no, not ever, will I ever drive without my feather. But one day, a strong wind tugged Billy Caster's feather out of his hat, and it flew away like a yellow arrow. Gone! cried Billy Caster. Gone! cried all the passengers. Billy Caster sat on the step of his bus and moaned deep moans. Time to go, said the passengers. No, no, I cannot go, Billy Caster replied. Without my lucky feather, I will have a dreadful accident. But we will be late, said the passengers. Better to be late than dead on time, said Billy Caster. One of the men said, Listen, Mr Caster, perhaps I can help. In my pet shop there's a yellow parrot. I can't let you pull out a feather, but I can sell you the whole bird. A whole yellow parrot, laughed Billy Caster. Just think, all that luck sitting on my hat. There is one problem, said the man. To get the parrot, you must drive your bus to my pet shop. Billy Caster stopped laughing. As he climbed into his seat, he shook from toes to teeth. How could he drive without a good luck feather? Accident, he groaned as he'd started the engine. Accident, he moaned all the way down the road. But he didn't have an accident. He drove very well. He stopped the bus by the pet shop. The man got out and came back with a yellow parrot. Sure enough... The parrot was covered from head to tail with good luck feathers. This bird is used to traffic, said the man. It once belonged to a racing driver. Here you are. Good luck. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, cried Billy Caster, giving him a gold coin. The parrot hopped on the bus and looked around with a wicked eye. OK, OK, it said. Let's get this show on the road. Billy Caster drove his bus into the morning traffic. He was no longer afraid. The parrot had thousands of feathers, and they would all bring good luck. The bird hopped up and down on his hat. Get moving! it screeched. We are moving, said Billy Caster. You could have fooled me, said the parrot. Come on, put your foot down. The bus went faster but not fast enough. The parrot had belonged to a racing driver, 
It hungered for speed. It thirsted for speed. Give it the gas, the parrot cried. Billy Caster went as fast as he could. Shops rushed past. The bus rocked from side to side, and cars honked an alarm. Slow down, yelled the passengers. You'll have an accident. Don't worry, called Billy Caster. With all those good luck feathers, he knew he was safe. The parrot hopped onto his jacket. Faster! It screamed in his ear. Probably went faster! It swung on his gold earring. Faster! Faster! Billy Caster! The bus rocked over the hill and down the other side. It went so fast that the wheels left the road. Stop! yelled the passengers. Billy Caster could not stop. He had lost control of the bus. It raced down the hill and into the park. It bounced over a football field. It splashed through a duck pond. Then it stopped in the middle of a flower garden. The parrot lay on the floor in a tangle of yellow feathers. Disaster, Billy Caster, it screeched. The passengers got out. We'll walk the rest of the way, they said. The parrot followed them. Call yourself a driver, it screeched at Billy Caster. Look what you've done. I don't need you. I'm off to find a racing driver. Billy Caster yelled back. Call yourself a good luck parrot. I don't need you either. I don't even need one of your feathers. I can drive better on my own. He backed the bus away from the garden, promising to come back and fix up the flowers. Then he drove out of the park. His toes did not shake. His teeth did not shiver. He didn't moan or groan. A good driver doesn't need good luck, he said to himself. Along the road, he stopped for more passengers. As they got on the bus, he sang in a cheerful voice, Never, no, never, not ever, will I ever need another feather. Then down the road he went, saying to himself, That feather was a lot of old nonsense, nothing but silly superstition. But he kept his fingers crossed on the steering wheel, just to make sure. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, here's a song that I really like. It's called Happy, sung by Pharrell Williams. I think it's a good dancing and clapping to song. What do you think? It might seem crazy what I'm about to say.
are some cat poems written by Joy Cowley. Remember, I'm reading them from that cool book I told you about before. The first poem is called Mean Cat. Mean Cat. Some cats are fat as cushions. My cat is long and lean. Some cats have smiling faces. My cat's face is mean. Some cats have names like Tiddles, Fluff or Butterpaws, Ginger, Snow or Sweetie. My cat's name is Jaws. Some cats eat chunky cat food. Some think that milk is nice, but my cat eats dead blowflies and chews the heads off mice. Some cats play games with paper and roll across the floor. When my cat wants some fun, it bites the dog next door. (laughs) Now the next poem is called Robber Cat. Sly old robber fatty face has magnets on her paws for opening kitchen cupboards and refrigerator doors. She robs a house, then vanishes. All the owner sees are paw prints in the butter and tooth marks in the cheese. And the other poem is called Long Tail Cat. Jake had a long, long tail like the handle of a broom. Jake slept beside the fire, his tail across the room. A kitten saw the tail and thought it was a snake. She pounced on it and bit it and found the snake was Jake. I hope you enjoyed those. Now here is a song called Mr. Clickety Cane, Wash Your Face in Orange Juice. And it's sung by Peter Comby. When Mr. Clickety came, plays his silly game, all the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice, wash your face in orange juice. When Mr. Clickety came, plays his silly game, all the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice, wash your face in orange juice. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. The clickety cane, but there's a silly cane. All the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice, wash your face in orange juice. To clean your teeth with bubble gum, clean your teeth with bubble gum. Fix the fence with sticky tape, fix the fence with sticky tape. When Mr. Clickety came, but there's a silly cane. All the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice, wash your face. Your teeth with bubble gum. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. Fix the fence with sticky tape. Fix the fence with sticky tape. Brush your hair with a toothbrush. Brush your hair with a toothbrush. When Mr. Clickety came, plays the silly game. All the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice. Wash your face in orange juice. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. Fix the fence with sticky Brush your hair with a toothbrush. Brush your hair with a toothbrush. Fry an egg on a slippery dip. Fry an egg on a slippery dip. When Mr. Clickety came, plays the silly game. All the kids in the street, they like to do the same. Wash your face in orange juice. Wash your face in orange juice. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. Clean your teeth with bubble gum. Fix the fence with sticky tape. Fix the fence with sticky tape. Brush your hair with a toothbrush. Brush your hair with a toothbrush. 
Ryan and Egg and a Swift Pretty Ryan and Egg and a Swift Pretty Belly Flop and a Pizza You're listening to Coast Access Radio, the children's story time. Welcome. Now, here is a story called The Dog Ate My Homework, written by George Ivanov. Have you ever forgotten to do your homework? Listen to this story. The dog ate my homework. The excuse. The dog ate it, mumbled Christopher. What? asked Miss Simone, staring at her student. The dog ate my homework, said Christopher in a louder voice. There were a few giggles from some of the other kids in the class. Miss Simone looked around sternly and the class fell silent. That's not a very original excuse, she said. But, began Christopher. No buts, said Miss Simone, cutting him off. This is the second time you haven't handed in your homework. Do you want me to send another note to your parents? I don't want to hear any more made-up excuses. I want the truth. But it is true, said Christopher. The dog ate my homework because of my PlayStation, the mud pile, the gravy, and the people chained to the tree. Miss Simone stared at him. Okay, said Christopher. I'll start at the beginning. Doing homework. I started my homework as soon as I got home from school. I know that's a bit weird, but there's a reason I did. I usually play my PlayStation when I get home from school. But I can't at the moment, because Mum and Dad put it away for a whole week. That's my punishment for not doing my homework last week. A whole week? I don't think that's fair. Anyway, I couldn't play my PlayStation, and I couldn't play outside, because our backyard is this huge pile of mud at the moment. It's true. You see, Mum and Dad wanted to put a pool in for summer, and Dad decided he could do it himself. Mum wasn't happy about it, but he started digging up the backyard. He did it a bit each day after work, but then we started to get all that rain, and our whole backyard just turned to mud. If it gets any wetter, we'll have a mudslide in the back room. Honest! The mud is almost right up against the back door. Anyway, I couldn't play my PlayStation, and I couldn't play in the backyard. I couldn't go to the park either. See, the park is full of people chained to a huge tree. Honest. The council was going to cut down some of the trees in the park because a branch fell on the mare. It was just a little branch, but it fell on his head. And then he fell over, right into the duck pond. So he wanted all the trees cut down. But the local conversation society decided to stop him. Oh, I mean the local conservation society. They say that the really big tree in the middle of the park is very old and shouldn't be cut down. So they chained themselves to it to stop it from being cut down. Then other people started to chain themselves to other trees. So now the park is full of people chained to trees and reporters and people 
coming to watch the chained people. So there's no room to play. Anyway, I couldn't play the PlayStation and I couldn't play in the backyard. And I couldn't go to the park. So I did my homework instead. Honest. Uncle Andrew, Henry and the gravy. I finished my homework before dinner and put it on the coffee table in the lounge room. Then I went to set the table for dinner because on Mondays it's my turn to set the table. Then my Uncle Andrew arrived because he sometimes comes over to have dinner with us. While we were having dinner, I told him about my homework. He asked if he could read it. Honest. He said he was interested. So I went and got it right for him, right then and there. And he read it at the dinner table while eating his roast. But then he spilt some gravy on it. He tried to wipe it off with his napkin, but all he did was kind of smear the gravy all over it. Then he gave it back to me. So I had gravy smeared homework. I thought I'd copy it out after dinner, so I put it back on the coffee table while we had dessert. Anyway, remember I said the backyard was just mud? So Henry is now living inside. Henry, that's my dog. He's one of those little sausage dogs. I think they're called duck hounds or something. Anyway, Henry was in the lounge room and he must have smelled the gravy on my homework. He loves gravy. It's his favourite food after sauerkraut. That's this pickled cabbage stuff my dad makes. I think it's yuck, but Henry loves it. Anyway, while we were all in the dining room having our dessert, Henry was in the lounge room eating my gravy-smeared homework. I wasn't happy when I found out what he'd done. It meant I was going to have to do my homework again. But the Henry got a tummy ache from eating my homework and we had to rush him to the vet. The vet's a friend of my dad's. He wasn't happy when he came over. Not because my homework got eaten, but because he was having his dinner when we showed up. Henry had to spend the night there, but he's okay, and he's coming home again later today. The principal. Well, said the teacher, as the rest of the class laughed. That's certainly an interesting story. Now, I know that your homework was to write a creative essay, and your little excuse was, certainly creative, but... Just at that moment, there was a knock at the door. Excuse me, Miss Simone, said the principal as she entered the room. I've just had the strangest phone call. Miss Simone stared at the principal. I have a message for Christopher Smith. She turned to look around the room. Christopher raised his hand. I'm Christopher Smith, he said. I've got a message for you from your mother, said the principal. She says that she's caught in a traffic jam. Some protesters who were chained to a tree are now blocking traffic instead. And that your father is trying to stop a mudslide in your backyard. So she needs you to pick up Henry from the vet on your way home from school. Christopher looked at Miss Simone and smiled. The end. Hope you enjoyed that one. It's quite funny, isn't it? I thought I'd finish with the song called Scat Man. 
And then it's called Ski Ba Bop Ba Dop Bop. And it's sung by Scatman John. Well, kind of sung. It's scattered, actually. Have you heard about scatting to music? You don't need words when you scat to music. I love it. I'm a scat man. I'm a scat man. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. Everybody's saying that the scat man stutters, but does and never stutter when he sings. But what you don't know, I'm gonna tell you right now that the stutter and the scat is the same thing. You are the scat man. Where's the scat man? I'm the scat man. Why should we be pleasing any politician? Reasons would try to cheat just reasons if they could. The state of the condition insults my intuition and it only makes me crazy and a hard like wood. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, brother, so can you. I'm the scat man. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. I hear you all ask about the meaning of scat, while I'm the professor and all I can tell you is why you still sleep and the saints are still weeping because things you call dead haven't yet had the chance to be born. I'm the scat man. Where's the scat good time these holidays. Check out our Kapiti Library's website for some cool school holiday events. The stories that I read today, you can find these and lots of other really cool books and resources, things to look at, um, at our libraries. Check it out on Kapiti Coast Libraries.
and I'm going to say goodbye now. Kakite. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.